0: Khan Tel Aviv 2019, Khan's Eurovision Magazine. Khan Tel Aviv 2019, welcome to Khan's Eurovision Magazine, which provides you the fans. With all of the latest updates, scoops, and interviews in the run-up to this year's Eurovision Song Contest, which will take place later this month in Tel Aviv, the city which, as we all know, was founded for the sole purpose of hosting the Eurovision. Well, maybe. In any case, we're here every weekday from Sunday to Thursday with everything you need to know. We have a wonderful lineup for today's program. I'm Joel Carmel. Let's get started. In today's program, we'll be speaking with Daphna Dekel and Sigal Shachmon, who hosted the 1999 Eurovision Song Contest in Jerusalem, after Israel's Dana International won the previous year with her hit Diva. We'll be asking them about their experience as presenters and if they have any advice for the hosts of this year's contest. And we'll be speaking to the ambassadors of some of the countries competing in this year's Eurovision to hear about their plans for Eurovision Week. But before we get to all of that juicy stuff, Let's take a look at the latest news. In response to the calls for a boycott of this year's Eurovision due to Israel's treatment of the Palestinians, a letter with over 100 signatories, including actors, artists and journalists from Hollywood, has been published in an attempt to speak out against those who are calling for a boycott of this year's Eurovision. Their letter says that the attempt to boycott flies in the face of those Israelis and Palestinians who are working to bring the two sides together. The letter comes in response to a campaign, which we've previously reported about on this magazine, by Roger Waters and others, calling on this year's act not to attend the Eurovision in order to pressure the state of Israel to change its security policy. Khan's Shirichad podcast, which looked at the making of one song in each episode, devoted an episode to the winner of last year's Eurovision, Toy. The podcast tells us how a girl who just wanted a feature at the IndiNega Festival, that's Neta Barzilai of course, and a man who dreamt of bringing the Eurovision to Tel Aviv, songwriter Doron Medali, ended up winning last year's contest and returning Israel's previous Eurovision glory after 20 years. We spoke to the podcast's editor and presenter, Nir Gorali. Our, our, our podcast is an attempt to invite the listeners to be a fly on the wall in the boardroom where all the discussions were had and the big decisions were made leading up to the song, Toy, being produced. We try to show how there were two parallel processes the making of the song itself. And at the same time, the making of Neta as a personality. Neta says, I got down on my knees and begged them to let me make the song my own. We talked about how to use my voice in order to create the effect of a doll in a cycle of abuse. She's hurt, she acknowledges it, she brushes it off. And then the whole thing happens all over again. And while we're on the subject of toy, the Hot Crown Jewelry Company has begun to produce and sell silver necklaces with empowering quotations from Netta's winning song last year, such as I'm Not Your Toy, Beautiful Creature, and Wonder Woman. All money raised will go to Iggy, an organisation that supports young gay people. More information on Iggy's Facebook page look at me the official Eurovision 2019 album has now been released and hit the music shops in the last few days. The album, which includes two CDs, includes all 41 songs that will feature in the two semi-finals and the grand final of this year's contest, so Eurovision fans are invited to purchase a copy. As we know, the Eurovision Song Contest isn't just about the songs. It's also a great public relations opportunity for all the participating countries to show off the best of what their nation has to offer. And that's true not only of the song itself. During the week of the Eurovision, the cultural attaches from European embassies in Israel will be trying to capitalize on the festive atmosphere in Tel Aviv and they'll be hosting their own Eurovision parties which will be open to the public. We spoke to some of the ambassadors of the participating countries to find out more. Swedish ambassador Magnus Helgren, for example, told us that as a Eurovision-obsessed country, Sweden understands the excitement around the contest and is preparing accordingly.
1: About one third of the Swedish population sits every Saturday evening and watches uh, the different uh, a competition that leads up to a grand finale. It's a bi- really big thing in Sweden. Uh, so for the embassy, this is a, a a big moment. We are expecting lots of uh, fans to come here. For example, at my house uh, in, in Erdslia, we're organizing a big Eurovision party. We're also bringing to Tel Aviv uh, the only official ABBA tribute band, the, 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 uh, the only ABBA tribute band that is uh, officially endorsed by ABBA themselves. There's also a Nordic party organized uh, by, by uh, uh, Israeli Eurovision uh, fans uh, at, at one of the clubs uh, where, where uh, uh, the, the, uh, the partying will go on late into the morning. We
0: asked the Dutch ambassador, who has a name that I'm not even going to try to pronounce, if they'll host a party if their contestant, who's expected to win, does end up lifting the trophy at the end of the grand final for his song Arcade. Uh, well, planning is actually a, a rather dangerous word, but we are uh, seriously considering the possibility that uh, the Dutch participants could
1: win. We will host a party called Electrovision Europe. This is on the May the 15th in the Euro Village. Um, and that entails uh, electronic music acts from different EU countries. It will be a big party and it's free of charge, so everyone may uh, may join.
0: British ambassador David Quarry made waves a few years ago as Britain's first openly gay ambassador when he was appointed to his current posting in Israel. He told us why the Eurovision is such an important event in the European cultural calendar.
1: And I think uh, a lot of LGBT people have found it... Uh something which is very fun but also very liberating and it's something that they celebrate and has become part of the sort of LGBT calendar really so I think that will be another feature particularly as it happens here just a few weeks before the pride parade in Tel Aviv.
0: The British Embassy will also be hosting a Eurovision party which will feature Britain's representative at this year's Eurovision Michael Rice and of course what kind of Eurovision party would it be if it didn't have a drag show so yes there'll be one of those two. Speaking of Britain and the Eurovision, the United Kingdom is one of the big five that automatically qualify for the final, and it was historically one of the most successful countries in the contest with no fewer than five Eurovision wins, but most of those were way back in the 60s and 70s. The UK is fighting this year to improve its poor reputation with the song Bigger Than Us, which will be sung by Michael Rice.
1: Hear these words that I sing to you I will make it clear, it's me and you We can have this love that we never lose It's bigger than us Mm. Take my hand and I'll lead you home Can you understand You will never be alone It's bigger than Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 44th annual 99 Eurovision Song Contest. Good evening, Europe. Shalom. And I want to welcome to you the 2,000 delegates from all over Europe who are with us in this auditorium tonight.
0: Last Let time Israel hosted the Eurovision was the year 1999 in Binyanei HaUma, Jerusalem. Together with Yigal Ravid, The contest was hosted by Sigal Shachmon and Daphna Dekel, who Yuval Ganor interviewed for the Hebrew version of this program. We wanted to hear about how they feel about seeing Israel host the Eurovision again. (laughs) You're making us feel very old by talking about it as if it's ancient history. But these 20 years have gone by really fast, and I remember it as if it was yesterday. We asked if seeing the preparations for this year's Eurovision has made them miss being a central part of the party. <laughs> Daphna doesn't miss it, but Sigal, she says, she's always had a special place in her heart for the Eurovision ever since she was a young girl and watched the contest on television with her family. Daphna said she was delighted to be a part of the 1999 contest, but she's not sorry about someone else presenting her this year. We got so much out of the experience, she said, and she's happy that others will get the chance to be in her shoes. Yuval also asked them to share some anecdotes from behind the scenes. Daphne says that one of the lighting fixtures fell and almost killed her, but she laughed it off so I'm assuming it wasn't too bad. And Sigal says that they were so exhausted from all the rehearsals in the run-up to the show that they didn't feel nervous at all. It just felt as if it was the 3000th rehearsal rather than the live event, and by that time they couldn't wait to get it over and done with. Yuval asked them about the famous incident from that year's contest, which was of course the previous year's winner Dana International, Falling over on stage when she was about to present the trophy to the newly crowned winner, there were rumors that the incident was staged in order to attract media attention and so on. They both emphasised that there's no basis whatsoever for that rumor. Daphne and Sigal agree with Yuval that it wasn't surprising that something went wrong. Dana hadn't been at any of the rehearsals. She underestimated the weight of the trophy, and she was wearing very high-heeled shoes and a tight skirt. So that's what happened. And finally, you've asked them what tips they have for this year's presentation. They said that there are always going to be hiccups in the broadcast and they should be prepared for the event that they have to go off script. But most importantly, they should just have fun. After all these months, when they've probably been rehearsing from morning to night, they deserve to enjoy the shows. And we'll end today's program with the winning song from that same 1999 Eurovision contest in Jerusalem, Sweden's entry, sung by Charlotte Nilsson, who wasn't fazed by Dana International falling over with the trophy and gave a marvellous reprise at the end of the show. So let's hear it, the winning song from 1999, Take Me to Your Heaven. That's all for today's edition of our Eurovision magazine, Khan Tel Aviv 2019. Don't forget to join us again for more updates and interviews. You'll be able to find us at the Cannes website, which is Khan.org.il podcast. And our program is also broadcast as part of the Cannes English News regular broadcast on Radio Rekha between 8 and 9 p.m. every night, where you'll be able to hear this and lots of other news and culture stories from Israel. We're also on Facebook, so give our page Kan English a like. This program was originally broadcast in Hebrew for Kan 88 FM and presented by Yuval Gano. I'm Joel Carmel. The sound technician is Yosef Milzaev. Thank you for listening and good night. I can feel your